0: up every morning on the same shit i smoke my wood to the roach like i ain't rich niggas i used to hang with it's still gang gang with lamborghini outside but nigga they don't change shit same nigga that gave you classic after classic could still chop rock and zip it plastic after plastic why you think dr dre don't take me on them yachts with him whispering the snoop this nigga probably got a glock with him facts smoke coming out the Rari hood Nigga, I could fuck Nikki if Safari could. Motivation for all my niggas that's watching. All my niggas from Watson, South Central, and Compton. I wish you could've been a fly on the wall. In my dope spot, leaning with a tuck. In my draws, and I hope not. Cause doing 25 to life is a roadblock. Welcome to my last album, Nip. Time to close shop. 20 million dollars acting broke nigga. broke, nigga. All you niggas sleep, stay woke, nigga.
1: Broke, nigga. All my niggas came up selling dope, nigga. Broke, nigga. Why the fuck you think they call us dope niggas? Broken home, broken dreams, no hope, nigga. Why the fuck you think we selling dope, niggas? This for all my dogs and my locs, nigga. Gotta get our neck about these ropes, nigga. Yo yo yo!
2: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Hood Loves Me podcast. I'm your gracious host, Mitchell Brown. Thank you for being here this evening, this morning, this afternoon whenever you listen to this podcast r.i.p nipsey hustle the great nipsey hustle r.i.p um shout out everybody listen to this podcast man welcome we're here baby we're here ladies and gentlemen we survived quarantine day 30 whatever the fuck i don't even know i don't even know and we're gonna spend a lot of this podcast talking about uh reopening coming back getting back trying to exist trying to resume a normal semblance of life. And honestly, it's going to be a while for it to return, in my opinion. We're going to talk a lot about that. And, um, you know, I, I, when as I'm coming up with the organization of this podcast, Apple Alerts hits me. There's an article posted about people that have recovered from this COVID thing Testing positive again So how are we gonna You know I don't know And it's behind The Wall Street Journal paywall Shout out to Wall Street Journal um, And I ain't mad at you Yo fucking get your coin Because this seems like excellent journalism And it's the first that I've heard of it and uh we'll see what happens. So uh maybe I'll that'll that'll be kind of a tease for the episode, maybe.
1: Like, we'll
2: see. Talk to you after back these back messages, back. man.
1: Y'all take I'm it easy. Get my, my mind to these millions and my heart to the guy. Probably die up in these streets, but I survived through my name. Every nigga around me, killers, and I doubted a change. If the police get behind us, we go out with a bang. Early two thousands, murder rate was a shame. We was saying bullets got no names. Nigga, we as charismatic on these corners like Tupac on stage. But we'll fuck a dream if it's not gonna pay. <sighs> you feel me? White socks hat with my Glock on waist. Couldn't tell me I was not O'Shea. Posted at the quickest Split. Don't get caught on tape. Cause they put them cameras up since they shot Quinchet. Chuck, I remember your white range. It's lost an ad. ran up on you, gave you my mixtape.
0: Now, $20 million acting broke, nigga all you niggas sleep stay woke nigga all my niggas came up selling dope nigga why the fuck you think they call us dope nigga broken home broken dreams no hope nigga why the fuck you think we selling dope nigga this for all my dogs and my locs nigga gotta get our neck about these ropes, nigga
2: Yo, yo, welcome back everybody. Welcome back to the Hood Love Me Podcast. So listen, this is like as I'm recording this, I think we're at like the 37th day. This is like the fifth week of this COVID thing for us. For where I am, right? And excuse me, progress, a little bit of progress. Um, I'll I'll say, I'll say. That we are learning a whole lot about ourselves, about um, the people we're quarantined with, right? Where we are, we we are, well, you know, I don't want to say we. It seems like we're failing, or, or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just failing. I'm failing. I am failing. I'm failing in the sense that... Um, I'm not doing anything productive. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your vice is, you're doing more of that shit. If you drink, you're drinking more. If you if you smoke, you're smoking more. If whatever it is, you're doing more of it. I promise you. By the way, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loving Podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on uh Apple Podcasts, Google Play, a bunch of different platforms. Check us out. We're, we're, we're pretty cool. But I'm serious, man. This COVID thing is is you know what I'm saying? And like I see these assholes. Like, yo, know, if you don't come out this thing speaking Romanian, you're uh wait like, yeah, hey bro, listen. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on the asshole train and I'm on my way to assholevania because of, uh, this shit is, this shit is, you know, and I was extremely pessimistic when they were charting out and they were predicting, uh, oh yeah, you're damn right. We're jumping into it. And they were predicting, um. Depths or what have you, right? Let's, uh, you know, and I I, I, sh- I should have had it. I, sh- I should have had it. Um, where are the stats? Here we go. Because accuracy is something that is um, very hard to come by. Very hard to come by the accuracy. Just being accurate. All right, here we go. So globally, right? Globally, we've had um, 159 thousand deaths globally okay in the United States we've had uh thirty-eight thousand deaths a shade under thirty nine thousand right now let's let's try to smooth this thing out state by state right can I do that can I do that here because this is the world all right no whatever I should uh you know what I should have ate something before I did this I'm hungry then a motherfucker all right cool here we go United States Okay, uh, 67,000 recovered. recovered. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, so of those deaths, over 50% of the 38,000 deaths are in New York and New Jersey. 17,000 in New York, a shade under 17,000, and uh, 4,000 in New Jersey. Right? So... You know, we have states like, um, damn, Kentucky, okay. Uh, South Dakota has seven, Hawaii has nine, North Dakota nine, Uh, Wyoming two, you know what I mean, right? Not, you know, of, of all that they factor in, right? A state like New Hampshire, 38, Minnesota, 121, right? 25 in Utah, you know, and they're talking about, and eh, dependent. You know, I, I, it's it's hard to intelligently formulate opinions about this COVID thing because it's so fluid and it's ever evolving, and quite frankly. We don't have the proper channels to receive information that everybody can agree on. Like, first they came out saying, yo, you didn't need to wear a mask if you were healthy. Only people that need to wear masks are sick people. And there's a certain inherent feeling of safety, security that you get with this mask, right? Because you have this covering. So you figure, you know... There's safety behind that. Um, And then you think about the United States and and the history of the United States, and you realize not everybody can wear a mask in public with the same level of security. Not everybody feels safe in public wearing a mask or some type of face covering. We're we're learning about the the two Americas more and more every single day day, which quite frankly, we don't know what it is. We don't know what, what, what day it is. We just know it's today. That's what this quarantine thing has taught us calendars and shit like that don't matter. I'm about to start counting moons out this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm about to start doing. Whatever the next full moon is, I'm going to start counting moons. But, um, now, now they're saying that, uh, it's going to be mandatory at least in my state, in New Jersey, if you're out in public, you have on a mask. And uh, listen, I was the leader of the skeptics when this thing first dropped. Um, I booked flights and all types of shit, you know. But uh, I wore a mask the other day when I went to Target. And um, it felt weird. It just felt weird wearing the mask. But also, mm, and I mean, maybe it's my imagination, maybe not, right? But I also, just felt like people were looking at me differently, and like look, but like looking at me, you know. Um, and by people, I mean you know one individual, um, but because that's what we do, right? We got a problem with one motherfucker's like, you know, I don't I don't really fuck with them. They be tripping. It'd be one asshole who, you know, just looked at you the wrong way. But um who also had a mask on, may I add. So tough to kind of tell what intent this individual was looking at me with, but uh I didn't appreciate it either way. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't appreciate the looks that I was receiving. You know what I'm saying? Just a look that you don't appreciate. That's all. But um, listen, our wonderful leader, President Pussy Grabber, is is uh trying to a win an election, and we have all of these other people who are trying to uh, uh I guess make money, keep this money train going, and every day, week right every every passing moment it it seems like uh this business that business this business that business is done because of this covid thing and we're 30 something between 30 and 40 days and i'm not exactly sure uh 30 or 40 days in but um they released that Stimulus money—that stimulus package—I—I don't I, want to call it a stimulus package, really, but I mean, yeah, it's a stimulus package, right? And—and and even that, there was so much uncertainty behind that, whether or not it was an advance on your taxes and so on and so forth. And then, you know, we have the uh, the the jokes, and I love people. I love people. I love people that clown the regular average Joes of the world because they shit ain't right. In an almost false flex, right? So, people, if if you had a job and uh, you filed taxes on time, like you were supposed to, and you just happened to have a job that paid you less than $75,000 per year in gross income, you were... Able to take advantage of a $1,200 stimulus check from the government of the United States. If you had a child or or claimed dependents, you um, received, I believe it's $500 for each dependent, for each eligible dependent. Um, so basically, if you make more than this $75,000 per year in salary, you were possibly privy to another part of the stimulus package, but not the one that the bulk of middle-class America would take advantage of. And people, you know who may be out of work, because we have 22 million people, I believe, filed for unemployment the last month. I'm not exactly sure of those numbers. It's something around that range. And the people that might need this money, you know, they're excited. They're on their social media. They're excited about their $1,200. And listen, I don't give really a fuck who you are or how well you do in life. If somebody just deposited a random $1,200 into your account or any account that you own, you're not going to complain. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to be like, ugh, take this. ugh, who wants this? You know, you're not going to come. You know what I'm saying? You might notify your banks, be like, hey, there was some type of bank error. Like the guy that had the eight million or whatever in his account. And shout out to him, man. I don't know that guy's name. Not really interested in his name, quite frankly. But shout out to him because that takes discipline. That's a guy that's been burned in the past. You didn't hear about the guy, the, the, uh, he checked his account and, and, um, he, he had like $8 million in his account. Now, some of us have been the victims or, well, I, I'll say victims cause it's a fucking tease. Some of us have been the victims of some type of bank error where there's money in your account that, uh, you didn't put there or you don't know how it got there. And a few times it's a it's it's an excessive amount of money in this account, or at least excessive to the level that is commiserate to what's normal in your account, right? And you fuck around and go spend that shit. Have a good, you know, couple hours, two days, three days. And then the bank realizes that they made a mistake. And they call you and they say, yo, hey, 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 buddy, listen, value you as a customer. Just call in and check on you, make sure everything's okay. And uh, by the way, uh, we left an extra 16000 in your account by accident and we're going to need that back. Now, have you already done spent eight of it on bottle service and prostitutes? It's, it's really it's really going to be difficult, excuse me, escorts. It's really going to be difficult um, to give them that money back. Right? So if, hey, if you get burned with eight grand and they come back and they hit you with the same trick, you're definitely going to get burned with eight million. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to that. Shout out to that gentleman. Right. But listen, if you get the money in your account and now you could, you know, buy groceries or you could pay your rent or, you know, your whatever bill, whatever, whatever it is. Right. We're already a society. 80 percent of us are paycheck to paycheck. That's already where we're at. So anybody getting an extra twelve hundred. Thank you. But now you motherfuckers got to be out here. And, And listen, if your income comes from appearance fees gonna be hard to justify that as taxable income, and I know that you thought you was getting over. You thought you was hitting a lick because of the bulk of some of your incomes might be in cash due to freelancing opportunities. This is the gig economy, so on and so forth, and us quote unquote entrepreneurs, because that's you know you know what I'm saying quote unquote that was one of the gifts of this entrepreneurship thing is if you if if you have a good month you front like you had a poor month tell the IRS you, you, that you know you didn't make any money or some of you even aren't even paying taxes cuz you don't even own your business name you are just out here hustling so so all you all you hustlers and some of you hustlers are successful I'm not here to shame anybody's hustle by any means but if you're uh and if you're an excellent hustler and, and you know, you, you're able to amass a six-figure lifestyle that you can consistently pay for. Your bills are paid and all that, you know what I'm saying? You might have some LLCs or whatever. But you can't get none of the stimulus because, you know, you ain't filed no taxes. You ain't necessarily winning. You feel what I mean? It's times like this where you should kind of be quiet because if the government is giving regular people money, that means that the government needs money. And if the government needs money, one of the ways that the government collects money is by kicking over rocks and seeing which motherfuckers owe them money. And if they start kicking over rocks because you bitches don't know how to shut your goddamn ass up, we're going to have some problems. We have some problems. That's all. That's all that I'm saying, right? So here we are talking about um, when it, w- when the country is going to open back up, right? And it's hard. It's hard to 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 honestly. It's hard for me to see that without any type of. Uh, escalated testing and a vaccine to be honest and I know you got how you guys feel about the vaccines and and you know I mean deal right but the the United States is unique because there's so many there, there, there's so many people we have so many people in the United States and this of this disease is spread through close interactions right so And listen, yeah, I'll, I'll save it. So close I- interactions, right? So so pros of this thing, pros of, of the economy opening back up or the country opening back up is, is you know, people can kind of get back to some semblance of normal life. Okay? People can get, get back on their workout routines. They can get back on uh, their self-care routines. Um, they can, uh, uh, you know... Uh, Go on that vacation. They can have that wedding. They can you know do whatever it is that they need to do Um, Some of us have lost family members. We've lost friends. We've lost people due to this virus Um, some of us can begin to take the steps necessary to um, uh, Say goodbye to these people have some semblance of closure as well as move our lives forward, right? These are some of the pros That are present with, you know, getting back on track or, or whatever, or, or, or uh, opening up America again, right? Um, I'm not sure if those pros outweigh the cons, because we, we spoke about uh, some of these um, places in the United States that, you know, have been affected by this COVID-19 Right. New York City has been hit the hardest by the pandemic, uh, largely because New York City is the most densely populated area in the United States. Third most densely populated area in the world. Um, at a time when other countries, uh, countries that a lot of Americans wish the United States would emulate, countries like, you know, Japan. Japan issued a state of emergency, Um and We're talking about opening back up. Granted, our country the size of the United States and the size of Japan is not is nowhere near the same, but it's hard to it's hard to realistically see how we're gonna open up and uh you know not kill people. And hey, speaking of, shout out to Doctor Oz. Shout out to a lot of these celebrities, man. This has been the great equalizer this this covid-19 thing. Everything's equal. We're really seeing how shitty um some of you motherfuckers are. And uh shout out to Dr. Oz because Dr. Oz came out, opened his mouth and and and, and said something like uh 2 to 3% you know the the mortality rate of pe- of of uh people going back to school, not just the students but the teachers also. 2 to 3% All right. And uh, you know how how they say that the census is so important. The census is so important so we can see how many people there are. Now, some of us can do math. Right. Some of us can do math. And I'm going to I'm going to teach you guys a trick. okay? Two to three percent, you know, that seems like a very low percentage. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it is a low percentage. Right. Two to three percent is a low percentage. For example, if you had a hundred Skittles and gave away 2% of those 100 Skittles, you got 98 Skittles. All right? Percentage of anything, you take the first number, whatever that number is, that's 10% or 1%. The scale of it. You feel what I'm saying? The scale of it. 10%, 1%, 100%. You follow me? All right. So if you got 100 Ten percent of hundred is ten. One percent of hundred is one. See what I'm saying? You scale that out, right? So, I say that to say there's about three hundred. There's a, a little more. Let's let's just, let's just round down. There's three hundred million people in the United States. Three hundred million. Okay. So one percent of three hundred million. You guessed it, folks. 3 million. That's 1%. 3 million. 300 million. 1%. 2%. 2%, 2%, common sense tells us, is one twice. So you're talking 6 million people on the low end, on Dr. Oz's scale. 6 million people, right? There's about maybe 5 million people in Houston. So you're talking about 6 million people, Dr. Oz. Now, I understand. I, 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 I did some research on Dr. Oz. Because I was really doing research on Dr. Phil, because Dr. Phil said also said some bullshit, and Dr. Phil is not even... We're going to focus on Oz first. So Oz is, and Oz is, seems like a very nice guy. I don't, I don't fancy his program, I don't fancy his shit too much. But Dr. Oz, um, his father was a uh, thoracic surgeon, right, after graduating from Harvard. Earned his MD from uh University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine and an MBA from Wharton Business School in 1986. Very accomplished. Right? During this time, Oz was a dual citizen of the United States and Turkey. This is this is uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Motherfucker, Britannica.com, right? Um, blah 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 maintained the citizenship, subsequently conducted his residency in general surgery, blah blah blah. All right, Columbia Presbyterian, New York, boom. Blah, 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 blah. So listen. Doctor Oz has uh, been fortunate enough to to uh, put himself in a position of privilege, right? Wharton Business School, UPenn, Harvard, all of that good stuff. Shout out, shout out to him. I see why he's like, yeah, two to three million, two to two to three percent. You know, mortality rate. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Two to three percent. I think two to three percent is a lot. I think two two to three percent is a whole lot. If you're talking the mortality rate, I mean, just because you want people to go back to school, um, yeah, I I, I mean I I think that's a terrible idea. Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil was opening his mouth, and Doctor Phil was talking about um all 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 the non-contagious shit that people die from, car accidents and cigarettes and uh whatever the fuck else um nah homie <laughs> like that it's not so you know be careful about this doctor thing cuz Dr. Phil right there was the um, is this it is this it right here Dr. Phil all right so Dr. Phil's a little sketchy. Now, mind you, Dr. Phil as 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 his show, he's a little bit true. He's a little bit more more. He's a little he somewhat true to his brand in, in the sense that um, uh, he, he, he at least has some experience in psychiatry. Right? Um, now he had a medical practice that he relinquished or um gave up. Because uh, uh, he 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 didn't like the idea of uh, of what he does on television. He 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 didn't want to do that in real life. Allegedly, that that's what the source says. Some people have, because it was uh, he was he was participating in some unethical. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact. I do know that the people that come on his program um, have to sign an agreement that they're not actually receiving medical um, treatment but advice. I do know that. Um what else? What else? There, there there was some stuff here uh from people Damn it. Where the hell where the hell was it that I just I just saw it. Well, I mean you know, honestly, this is this this isn't really this isn't really what I do. Um, but y- you can check you you can look yourself on s- some of the conjecture. Uh, what I I noticed what I was looking at was um like an op-ed. It was somebody's opinion, and eh, the only opinion I'm going to give on my show is mine. Fuck that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Plus, you guys come here for the facts. I mean, honestly. I go outside. I mean, I leave my car, but I go outside. And, you know, when you're going to the grocery store or the liquor store or whatever, right? When you're trying to do regular life shit during this time, I want the facts, yo. I want to know how safe it is for me to go outside. I want to know, right? But I just don't think it's time for us to open the country back up for, you know, like regular shit, events and all that, right? And uh, I was gonna read the president's plan or whatever the president had as a plan, but I mean, fuck that guy. Listen, I'm I'm really gonna talk about um, the silver lining in every step of this and every piece of misfortune that you receive, ladies and gentlemen. A couple months ago, you might remember. We had a a Super Bowl. And my favorite club, the San Francisco 49ers, we lost that Super Bowl. We did not score as many points as the winner of that contest. The Kansas City Chiefs scored more than we did. And they celebrated their first Super Bowl victory in a really long time. And congratulations to them. And when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, when you look at this COVID-19 thing, the San Francisco 49ers did the United States a favor. The San Francisco 49ers did the state of California a favor. The San Francisco 49ers did the peninsula of San Francisco and the Bay Area In California a favor because if there was a parade they are predicted and this is from Mike Florio and Mike Florio quotes um, uh, Andrew Beaton and Ben Cohen of the Wall Street Journal there's a paywall at the Wall Street Journal Um, I would love to read their article but I can't get past The first paragraph, you know how that go. So, the article states, um, it may go down in the annals as being a brutal sports loss, but one that may have saved lives, end quote. Dr. Ben Watcher, the chairman of the uh, University of California, San Francisco Department of Medicine, told, Beaton and Cohen. As with Mardi Gras in New Orleans, a Super Bowl parade in San Francisco, could have been the fuse for a gigantic hotspot, eventually encompassing millions. True indeed. True indeed. True indeed. I know people that would have traveled to go to that parade. I myself may not have. I I would not have. Um, But I know people that would have. I know people from this side of the country that would have. And how can you open the country back up if you can't even have a fucking parade? How do you do that? Like, how can you do that? It's, it's um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know how you, I don't know. and i guess out of desperation but you don't ever want to make any choices out of desperation i mean listen ladies and gentlemen when was the last time you made a good choice out of desperation that ain't that ain't where you want to go and and i get it that there's some death i mean shit they're talking about there's a surplus of chicken wings because you know We ain't have no uh, uh, March Madness, no NCAA tournament. We ain't have no buffets. We didn't have any uh, uh, luncheons at the schools. We didn't have any events. We didn't have any banquets, any um, high school athletic program banquets. We we didn't have any of that. We don't have any NBA playoffs. We don't have any of that. I mean, they're putting on horse competitions. they so desperate. I am a fuck about no horse competition. I'm, I i didn't watch that. Hey, hey, listen. When was the last time y'all turned the ESPN? I used to be faithful. I haven't turned the ESPN. I mean, I, I, there's two podcasts I listen to. I, I listen to Bomani. I listen to Levitard. But if I ain't catching it on Twitter, I ain't seeing it. they desperate. And I swear, this is an equalizer. All these companies thought they were too big to fail. They're desperate, man. Listen, there's only but so much they can do without the machine. They're desperate. There was no Masters. There was no March Madness there's and, and i mean this 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 nfl draft thing that they're trying to do this is going to be a clusterfuck in my opinion i ain't gonna watch it in normal circumstances i ain't watching the draft i'm surprised that it's such a big deal i'm surprised you nerds are that intrigued by the draft but um how are you gonna do this how how, how are you gonna televise this Effectively, thirty-two teams. You got. We're we gonna get these guys together. I mean, and listen, we know how old white guys feel about computers, especially old white guys in football. And 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 we still talk about the same shit. By the way, shout out Jackie Robinson. This this past week uh, was um the uh, the <laughs> the anniversary. Shout out Jackie Robinson. Um, but there's a football player. and I don't, I'm not really going to, you know, there, there was a football player, white football players, who signed a pretty good extension. And the head coach of his team, who's never worked with this dude yet, came out saying, like, yeah, you know, this is the kind of guy that we're going to reward. Like, that's loaded with coded language, man. And I'm not gonna dive into what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know these people. I'm not that interested. Because who gives a fuck about his contract extension when we may not have football ever again. I, I know that sound I, I know like that, that sounds extreme, but we may not have football ever again. Like, let's be real. It may not come back. Because these college programs, are, a lot of them are going to, and yo, I went to an HBCU. A lot of HBCUs ain't going to open up, let alone the athletic programs. All right. But a lot of these college football programs, it's over for them over for them. Like, over. I mean, yeah, you know, your big dog teams, you know, your Alabamas, your, your, you know, Floridas, you know what I mean? Your Ohio States, Texas, you know, your Notre Dame, big programs, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know what Southern Mississippi is going to do. I don't know. I don't know what UConn is going to do. I have no idea. All right? I don't know what Boston College is going to do. I don't know what Wake Forest is going to do in terms of their football program. The school, fine. Right? I don't know what Vanderbilt is going to do in terms of their football program, what Rice is going to do. Georgetown. I don't know. What the, I don't know what Villanova's football program is going to look like. I don't know. It's tough, right? And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying these schools are going to close. I'm just saying they may not have a football program. I'm not sure if I, we don't know because you can't. A listen, we can't have college football. If we're not letting kids on campus And California Has already said like yo hey listen man We on ice till 2021 Ain't gonna be no large events Ain't gonna be no concerts ain't gonna be no nothing And Florida's like fuck it we don't give a fuck Hey man we're making WWE WWE essential out this motherfucker You know what I'm saying? WWE essential But how you got college sports, how you got, how do you have sports in the United States without California? And California said, yo, we're over. No events, no big events. Sorry, not sorry. Very difficult. Very difficult to do that. And, and I mean, I'm just talking college. I'm not even talking about NFL. But how do you, how do you do that? How do you tell, how do you, and and all all of the bullshit, all of our bullshit, earlier I talked about, you know, our, our, our habits, our vices getting the better of us. And once you're aware of it, ladies and gentlemen, you can change it. You can, you can change it because you see it now. You, we see ourselves more than ever. So now, you want these kids to come back to school to play, are they still amateurs? Because a lot of these programs, something like 70% of their revenue, college football, a lot of these teams, 70% of their revenue comes from ticket sales, where 15% of the NFL's revenue comes from ticket sales. So that's why I'm not talking about the NFL, because, you know, the the NFL can play in empty stadiums. The NFL can force their athletes to do that because their athletes are professional. The, the NFL can do that, Okay. Then it becomes an ethical issue. It becomes a you know somewhat of a moral issue, but that's a different. That's a separate conversation. In terms of labor, the NFL can do that. Um, college is something different because the NCAA for years have wanted us to believe that these young men and women are amateurs, regardless of how good they are at their sport. Like like I. I I believe I've spoken about Missy Franklin, um, the outstanding swimmer that, that she was, formerly of Stanford University. And she said, fuck this shit. I'm not swimming for the school because I'm the best swimmer in the world. I should be paid. Should be getting paid. I'm the best in the world, motherfucker. The world. Right? And uh, who is that young girl? That young girl from, uh, from LSU. Super fast girl. Smoking everybody's boots. I don't, I don't I remember that young girl. I believe she was a freshman last year. She should be getting paid. She's super fast. Hella fast. She should be getting paid. You know what I'm saying? NCAA was like, yo, nah, these are amateurs. So now that you guys were used to making all of this money and. You, you know, you basically had to volunteer for irresponsibility because the NCAA itself, a lot of these programs, you guys had to spend that money because you couldn't keep money on the books. Because if you had money on the books, then that's proof that you had money to pay the players. So you guys had to exhaust these budgets. And if the football team made $80 million, you had to find a way to spend $80 million before the next fiscal year because you had to justify not paying your players. And now look at you. You have nothing. You have nothing saved. Nothing in the reserve. And you could have had it because I believe the NCAA is a 501c3. So I'm not even sure if, if they pay taxes. But, I mean, yo, you guys, I mean, you, you know, you had, you, had, you had one game and you would make $30 million. So, you know, yeah, it ain't like Neiman Marcus and shit because Neiman Marcus, yeah, hey, listen, surprise, surprise. There ain't a lot of motherfuckers coming in. Buying three thousand dollars shoes. So when a Neiman Marcus goes out of business, that's 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 just that's just the price of luxury. Not everybody can afford that luxury. Um, but with college sports, y'all had the opportunity. But because y'all didn't want to pay the players, you forfeited it. Stupid, fucking stupid. Look at you. Look at all of you. Right? Desperation, man. And now we got the president, you know, taking advice from Vince McMahon and Dana White. <clears throat> and and I appreciate and listen, I'm I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, it's a bad thing. It 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 it, it is a bad thing. I I appreciate Vince McMahon and Dana White as business people. Because they like, yo, the show gonna go on, I man. We here for entertainment. Dana White trying to put fights on on private islands. Vince McMahon is trying to put on his events still in empty arenas, and still had these guys do the same histrionics and all types of shit in an empty arena. Good for them. Good for them. I mean, I'm I I'm mad at that. I'm just saying that 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 the president can do better. But then again, what do you expect from the celebrity president? The celebrity president doesn't know that nerds make this shit run. The celebrity president doesn't know that squares make all this shit possible. The celebrity president does not know that people that you may not want to hang around are the people that keeps the trains on schedule. And these people ain't necessarily fun all the time. And they may not have the same type of interests that you may have. But they're motherfucking essential. Okay? And it's nice that some people are trying to like like um um they got the concert, the Lady Gaga concert. And you know what? It's it's so unfair for me to call it the Lady Gaga concert. It's not the Lady Gaga concert because there's like there's a gang of motherfuckers that's that's you know, like gonna be performing and they're gonna be doing this for essential workers mainly you know like healthcare workers and as a as a as a thank you and it's nice it's nice that's very nice for these people to do I, i'm not sure how it's gonna look um production wise because you know how are you how are you doing this how how are you how are you having them dance how are you i mean you know what i'm saying how are you how are you performing you people gonna be in a living room i it, singing into right i mean because we see how um difficult it is to manage the sound when you want something to bump from location to location with the the, the primo rizzo joint when, when when like the rizzo was trying to get his sound right you know what i'm saying like like we wasn't getting the same effect so you know you, you're gonna have all these people and you know what i'm just gonna run through the list of people hour by hour, and and here is the lineup of this um uh COVID nineteen benefit concert. I'm hoping it's a benefit concert with all these people. So hours one and two, we got Adam Lambert, Andrew Day, Black Coffee, Charlie Puff, no idea, no idea, Ethan Chan, Hosier and Marin Morris, Hussein Al Jasmi, Jennifer Hudson, Jesse Reyes, Kesha, Lang Lang, Liam Payne, Lisa Mishra, Lisa Mishra. Um, Lewis Fonzi, Milky Chance, Niall, Niall Horan. Wow. Picture this, Rita Ora, Sophie Tucker, the Killers, V Mishra. I know Adam Lambert, Jennifer Hudson. The killers, Rita Ora. Uh, uh, these people I know. Hour three. Adam Lambert. Keep getting them checks, Adam Lambert. Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. Who the fuck is Annie Lennox? And why did I do that? How long Annie Lennox been hitting? Annie Lennox? No. No, 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 no. That, That has to be a mistake. Do they mean Ari Lennox? Annie Lennox. Huh. I'll be damned. Annie Lennox. No way. We have Annie Lennox. All right. Let's see. Let's see. And Let's let's see Annie Lennox discography. Annie Lennox discography. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Annie Lennox. Scottish pop star. All right. From Scotland. Studio albums. Oh, wow. 1992. Oh, Annie Lennox. Oh, yeah. She's been in the UK for a minute. Okay. Because I was about to talk some shit. I'm t- I mean, you hear me? I was about to talk some shit. Annie Lennox. I don't know. Shout out to Ari Lennox. Anyway, Annie Lennox, Ben Platt, Casper, no, now now. No, N-Y-O-Vest. No idea who that is. Christine and the Queens. Common. Keep getting them checks, Common. Delta Goodrum, Ellie Golding, Phineas, Jack Johnson, Jackie Ch- Chung, Jess Glenn, Jesse J., Juanis, Kesha, Michael Bublé, Rita Ora, Sebastian Yatra, cheryl Crow, Show mad jazzy Sophie Tucker, the Killers, Zucchero. Hour three. I mean, five and six. This is gonna this is this is how are they gonna do this? Angeli, Annie Lennox, Ben Platt, Billy Ray Cyrus, Charlie Puff, Christine and the Queens, Common, Essa Chain, Ella Golding. Jake, Jennifer Hudson, Jesse J. John Legend. I knew they was going to squeeze John Legend in this motherfucker. Um, Juanez, La- Lady Annabellum, Leslie Odom, Louis Fonzie, Niall Horan, picture this, Sebastian Yatra, Shaw Crow, Super M. Yeah. What, they're going to have them all? It's going to be one big Zoom. How they going to fuck a Facebook Hangout? I mean, uh, like a Google Hangout? Or like one of them group FaceTime jump-offs? How they going to do that, man? How are they going to do that? You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm looking for... I, I fucked around, and I was late. And that's what my dumbass get for being late. I fucked around and stumbled upon one of them Tory Lanez lives. And boy, was that shit funny. Holy shit, that shit was funny. I had a good time in that motherfucker. Listen, we can appreciate some foul shit sometimes all right especially when we home stewing in our own juices i don't know about you but i ain't really been washing every day for who for what i ain't gonna know where i ain't saying nobody. I, I ain't been washing i, I probably I, I probably shower all right like last week i probably showered like three times a week like three times in the week i probably showered fuck it i don't care about your jokes i don't care um but this Tory Lane shit, man. Oh my god, dude. And I don't know. I, I I don't. I don't want to call it a clout thing or anything like that. But damn, you ladies, just be. You ladies, be ready. Oh man, and they want to get rid of this. They fucking up. They want to get rid of this. this is this, uh, yo? This could be a weekly program on Instagram. Instagram wants to get rid of this. You bugging. Y'all need to y'all need to have a, a partnership with Tory Lanez. And um that other wild ass live I I I caught maybe 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 four minutes of oh what the fuck is it? That other crazy ass shit that they gotta uh keep adding new accounts every three hours. But the Tory Lane shit, Instagram is really—they're really fucking up, in my opinion. By not, yo, motherfuckers be ready, and damn baby chicks be ooh throwing that ass and the milk. I'm not even—I'm not even somebody that that uh, appreciates that aesthetic. I, I, I have no interest in that milk. You know, like back in the King magazine days, the Smooth magazine days. Um. You know, chicks would be just, just just pouring the milk. You know what I'm saying? Those scenes where they in the milk, the big booty in the white milk. It, 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 I could do without it. But we had a pandemic. And bitches out here pouring milk. And you know what? I said I wasn't going to say bitches. I said that I was going to stop referring to women as bitches. And I'm going to try to do that. Whores out here pouring milk on themselves, yo. These whores out here pouring milk. In a pandemic, motherfucker, I'd like, we got, yo, we got farmers wasting milk and we got these whores out here on Instagram live, wasting milk. And Tory Lanes in Canada, I think, and shout out his homeboy, his homeboy, yo, those motherfuckers are hilarious. And I appreciate young niggas that's doing inappropriate shit as a retired, uh, 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 inappropriate shit doer. I'm glad to see that there's still people out here competing in the inappropriate shit Olympics. I am so glad because that shit is hilarious, and Instagram is fucking up. They're fucking up. Who else is fucking up? A lot of a lot of sh- a lot of shit is gonna be fucked up, ladies and gentlemen. In my opinion, I'm not here to scare you. I'm not here to, to to be to be the wet blanket. Shit gonna be fucked up. We're having a great time sitting in the house watching all these wonderful programs. What happens when they run out? I'm nervous. Homeland's almost over. I'm nervous about Homeland. Hopefully I'll have the time to uh dive back into Westworld, tie up some of the loose ends I have in this third season. But man, like I you know, how many times am I going to watch The Wire from season to season? Sopranos, Breaking Bad. I didn't see these shows I mean, the wire over a dozen times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Insecure came back. And it's crazy to me, and this is all I'm going to say about this. It's crazy to me how I find it fun, and ladies, I'm talking to you. I find it funny that there was a big deal about motherfuckers talking about Lizzo. And, you know, if somebody said that they wasn't attracted to Lizzo, that became dog whistle for we ain't attracted to fat bitches, horse. We ain't attracted to fat horse. And it ain't true. I mean, obviously, people, men, are attracted to fat horse. There are a lot of fat horse that are in healthy, happy relationships. A lot of fat whores in some unhealthy, unhappy relationships. Also, lots of whores, fat or otherwise, are in relationships. That has nothing to do with nothing. You can find somebody attracted to any type of whore out here. But Issa decided to have a little side base. She decided to get her a little thick John. And Chicks is berating this young, thick gentleman. Talking about, damn, Lisa, you got to get you a fat nigga. Damn, girl, you could do better. Damn, girl, you could. like, What the, what the fuck? Why she can't get her a fat? Why y'all body shaming, ladies? Why y'all doing that, ladies? Body shaming the, the, the fat niggas. Fat niggas need love too. Shit. You feel what I'm saying? But uh, uh it was a good episode. I appreciate I I appreciate insecure um for tapping into so many people's lives. Cause so many, so many people get so wrapped up in the show. And it's it's so good at that because for a lot of us, we relate to at least one of the characters. We see like mm, that that reminds me of, you know, the Molly character reminds me of a lot of you whores. Molly reminds me of a lot of you whores, a lot of you, um, a lot of you whores that 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 uh went to the same schools Doctor Oz went to. You you feel what I'm saying? A lot of you whores that did your undergrad at Temple, but uh, you know you got your masters from UPenn. You know, a lot of you, and you know who you are. But our, uh, shout out Lawrence. I thought they was gonna pull Lawrence off the show. Shout out my man Lawrence. Still, still, still pumping. Still pumping strong. And I always kind of empathize with Lawrence. I even sympathize with Lawrence because I used to work at Best Buy. And I remember when I was working at Best Buy. You know what? I was working at Best Buy and I was having some relationship trouble. Right? And my shit wasn't real right at the time. I mean, you know, I'm doing a little bit better. My shit ain't real right, I mean, in terms of, you know what I'm saying? But I'm okay. I'm all right. I ain't real right though, but I'm alright. Um and you know, I'm looking at some of my old work on social media. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you got what after me. You know what I'm saying? Pumped you full of all the all the little badass, ugly ass kids. And now you're looking all fucked up. That, that was awesome hater shit, right? That was awesome hater shit. I know. That was that was big hater. Big hater. But fuck it, man. But um I liked how they started to the show out with the quarrel between Isa and Molly. Um I never liked Molly like like her like the character. And and I mean, you know, to me, all of the traits of these people are greatly exaggerated. So that we can do what we're doing now, or just talk about it. You know, genius. Um, I'm I'm curious if the homie Daniel is gonna come back. Like I'm curious to see if he's gonna make a resurgence somehow, some way. Um, I'd like to see Issa win this season. Issa has been taking losses, and it seems like that she wins this season, and because she wins this season. Molly feels like there's not enough win for everybody. She's the only one that can win, right? That's that's how it seems. That's the, well, at least that's how that's what I'm forecasting based off of the first episode that I see. So we'll see, man. But um, there ain't really much other new shows. You know, we got Billions coming soon. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm ready for billions. But they ain't really, you know, they ain't really going. And and, and once, once we're through with this window, this cycle, it's going to be hard for that cycle, for that pipeline to replenish because it ain't like you can have people on a set working because we're not around each other. And it makes me think about how music is going to be. Because a lot of music then came out, and I even had a chance to listen to all of it. I did listen to that West Side Gun shit. But you know what I mean? There was, there's, there's a lot of R&B that I... Listen, I have no interest in listening to the Baby's album. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me just dive right into that real quick. I have no interest in listening to the Baby's album. Um, I listened to that other album that Kirk album and I was disappointed greatly I was greatly disappointed in that album. I have no interest in listening to that album um, I listened to the Donald Glover album and I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand what he was trying to do. I didn't get it I just I don't get it. that's my criticism um so so there's a there's a there's a game album. Right? And you know what, let's let's talk about Game for a second. Uh, briefly, a, a, a short second, because I, I want to talk about Westside. But, you know, Game made a poor decision with a young woman. I believe it's on camera. And this young woman didn't like the decision that he made. And um, Game skipped a court date. And as a result of Game skipping his court date, he lost... The case, because he wasn't there to represent himself. So he forfeited, basically, which is a loss. And there was a judgment awarded to the plaintiff, this woman. And now the motherfucker don't want to pay this judgment. And now he lost his record label. Because he's stupid. He's stupid. Nigga, you 40. Nigga, you stupid. What is you doing? What is he doing? And the the nigga could rap. The nigga's so good at his job. He's just a dumb person. Excuse me. Excuse me. That was unfair of me to say. He makes stupid decisions. He makes stupid decisions sometimes. Incredibly good at his job. Uh, This Westside gun shit. This Westside gun shit goes hard as fuck. Pray for Paris. And we've had... I mean, like... I I spoke about Primo and RZA earlier, and um, a lot of people during this Primo battle they, they were surprised at how gracious and how um how much of a gentleman DJ Premier is, and Primo's like hip hop royalty, right? Like you know, like like not long on no king queen type like. Primo is the elder statesman. Right? Like, like, like how the United States views Benjamin Franklin. That's Primo is hip hop's Benjamin Franklin. Where like you there ain't nothing you can say about Premier negative, And have the bulk of people co-sign that. Right. So, when you see cats from the newer generation, newer era, reach back and work with DJ Premier, right? When you see cats like the the Royce, not necessarily saying that Royce is from a young generation. But when you see cats like Royce do that, you know what I'm saying? When you see cats like Westside hop back and, you know, get a DJ premiere beat, which was a, sta- which was a staple, it, was a, it meant something. Having a DJ premiere beat meant something in hip hop. You could not be taken seriously as a lyricist if you did not have a dj premier beat just just and that's and that's proof that's that's a fucking fact you could not be taken seriously you would not be for serious consideration as the best of your time let alone the best ever if you did not have a dj premier produced track on your album to the point where Ludacris even went back and got, and, and and you know, when Ludacris was already actor Ludacris, got a DJ Premier beat. I cannot stress that enough. So during this battle, it, I, and I don't even want to call it a battle, but at that battle, because it it, it wasn't a battle. I, I think that these cats was just performing. It was just entertaining, right? Um... But you hear Primo playing biggie joints, early biggie joints, early Nas joints, early J joints. You hear that. And for Westside, as creative as Westside is, Westside's not the rapper. Right? But, you know, Westside got got down with some street shit. Westside's not the rapper. And yo, man, like... This is a really good album. And and I'm seeing the, A, I, 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 I always appreciated the artwork on the West Side shit. And, and I see it now with the albums versus, you know, the little mixtape projects or whatever, right? But the fact that on the cover, you got a Homie wearing the chain, with the Tana Talk album cover. Um with the 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 with the the fucking Fly God. Is it is it Fly God? You know what? No 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 Let me let me uh fucking check my iTunes to be sure because I don't wanna I don't wanna I, I don't wanna describe Fly God from the Fly God joint and the uh is that the grimiest of all time or is that the black talk? Hold up, let me let me see that. The shit with Conway. Right? Is that? Can I see it? Can I search it? Yeah. Yeah, the grimiest of all time joint. I appreciate that, yo. That shit's shit's creative. That shit's clever. That shit's dope. And I appreciate the fact that this is a different type of rap than what niggas could play in a TikTok. Because there's room in hip-hop for this shit. There's room in hip-hop for these niggas. And I'm glad that these niggas is here. And I fucked with Griselda. And I appreciate other people from hip-hop now. And I don't know if it's something that Westside is doing. I don't know if it's something that... um. I don't know if it's something that... These other artists are doing. But I, I appreciated him rapping on tracks produced by Tyler, the creator. I appreciate Tyler, the creator, getting on and rapping. I appreciate that shit. And I'm curious to see how many cats is going to come out they come out they hole and fuck with these niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'd like a Jeezy and Griselda track. I'd like that. I'd like a Jeezy and Benny the Butcher. You feel me? I like that shit. Right? Like, like, you know, we, we, yeah, we need a, a, a Conway and a Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? That shit would be dope. But like, we need to see these cats working with other producers. We need other producers to, to, to work with these talented artists. Like, why ain't this shit on some mainstream shit? Not in terms of like, well, I I I don't know if it's played on the radio or whatever, but like why come on man. Like why ain't why ain't Gibbs on more shit? You feel me? I mean I understand why cats like a rock marciano not or whatever, you know what I mean? But I appreciate like like you know this this like lane of like thorough hip hop. Like I appreciate the Griseldas, the Boldy James. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that shit. I yo know, I I appreciate Alchemist. I appreciate fucking Static Selector. I appreciate Royce. Appreciate y'all for still trying to give us that. You feel me? I appreciate that. So keep that shit cranking, man. Um, and take care of yourself, bro. You know, I only had one. I I only I only gave that that West Side shit like two listens. I'm about to go crank it right now. I should give it the car test. Um. But yeah. Take care of yourself, man. Even if you live in a state where they telling y'all not, you know what I'm saying, where they letting y'all go to the movies and still live life as normal, just be smart with that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Be smart with that shit, yo. And, um, yeah, man, that's it. I think I'm done. We about an hour and change in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Hood Loves Me Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and comment if you fuck with us. Subscribe, rate, and comment if you don't fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking cool with that, too. Um... Hit me on the socials, first name Mitchell, last name Brown, underscore after the Brown, one L in Mitchell, and I uh, I believe that's for my Twitter and my IG. Um, That's it. I'll talk to y'all next week, man. Y'all take it easy. Yeet